This is a main hustle media podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the single simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back listening to Militantly Mixed. Main Hustle Media podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Karankwa, and Hohokam people. And I wish to pay my respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to Militantly Mixed, a podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective. I am your sir, Auntie. Charmaine Fury, and this is the 14th edition of the Mixed Auntie Confidential with myself and fellow auntie. Mixed Auntie Teresa Stovall. Hey, hey, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, I I think I've been the buildup to the anniversary has been like, go, 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 go. And now that that's passed and it's just it's a couple days ago, my brain's no longer functioning. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to kickstart your brain because we have a very brain tingling topic. Mm. Brain brains. Let's tingle and tickle the brains, y'all. <laughs> so, so this is this topic is is my fault, y'all. Okay, I take responsibility. So here's the deal. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. So, okay, all y'all listening, if you know me, if you don't know me, remember I'm a boomer. Okay, I'm a bluish, black Jewish boomer. Mix da da. Okay, so I, as a boomer, I have millennial son and daughter, and you know I'm privileged to be able to work and be friends with Charmaine, who's one of my guides through life. Okay, <laughs> no exaggeration, especially when it comes to anything under the LGBTQIA plus. Don't y'all add no more letters? It's gonna be too much umbrella. <laughs> Like, y'all, just say the alphabet. After a while, we all just going to be singing the whole out. But anyway, which is fine, but it's a lot. Anyway, <laughs> on the real. So y'all bear with me here. So I'm a boomer, straight up. Okay, I'm from the West Coast. I grew up actually in a very LGBTQIA environment, uh, which was also racially mixed, multicultural, and all those other things from the left coast. But um, I am fascinated by, and personally, unlike some of my fellow boomers, very inspired by what y'all youngins are doing with smashing the gender, sexuality, binary, and the patriarchy, okay? With the concepts of gender non-conforming, non-binary, with new language, again, the acronym getting longer and longer, all those things, um, I personally believe, just so you know my politics, I believe are a complete blessing and upgrade for humanity that Mm -hmm. represents the evolution of our species. And again, I find it invigorating, delightful, exciting, and amazing and great. Okay. So that's where I come from on that. And when I have questions about the specifics, just so y'all know, Manny Maine is my go-to. She's my tutor, my coach. She's patient. She puts up with me. You know, but I don't come at it from a position of resisting it, resenting it, being against it in any kind of way. I just, you know, the language is evolving so fast. 
It's it's usually like I heard this word. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. Do I say this or do I? What about and the whole pronoun? I have to tell y'all the whole pronoun thing. You know, as as a generation, we boomers, the whole pronoun thing is a lot because you're like it's wait, a what? lot for all the generations. I think is it okay? Yes, well, that's but 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 again, I get it. It's fascinating. It's a whole new layer, and the whole idea. For me, the whole idea that's exciting, I think, Charmaine and family cousins, is agency. Hmm. That's what's exciting to me is 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 giving a group groups of people agency to define themselves. I've always believed that defining yourself is the first first act of empowerment, mm-hmm. right? And and so that a that a, and so granting yourself that agency and society you know, it's coming along. It's it's not, you know, it's not coming along perfectly or necessarily in a speedy fashion, but it is coming along. You see yeah. more and more things, you know, gender, male, female, other, non-conforming, prefer not to say, whatever, whatever. So you're getting more expansive categories. We have new terms like assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth, all that, right? Yeah. There's, you know, lots of controversy politically, of course, around all these things and, 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 um, you know, medical, um, medical services for youth mm-hmm. or trans and all these kinds of things. But I believe again, that this all signals an evolution, a massive evolution for humanity, right. For mm-hmm. the species, for the planet. Yay. Now y'all know me, or if you don't know me, you're going to find out. But of course, because I am super, super racially slash ethnically ambiguous looking. Um, as of me- because of that, right? Milo brain goes to well. Can we play with any of these concepts or terms? Those of us who are ambiguous looking. And by the way, you can be ambiguous looking in one place, time, context, and not in another. Right. There is no, nothing is, you're ambiguous looking if people don't know and ask what you are. Yeah. At least some of the time, re- regularly. Yeah. Like you can be a monoracial person exhibiting clear features from one culture, but because the person's never seen anybody that looks like you. Absolutely. You know. You don't have to be mixed to be ambiguous looking. You don't have to be ambiguous looking to be mixed. Howsomever. It seems <laughs> to me that the more I learn about the mix, people in the mixed world, that probably probably right um there are more of us who are ambiguous looking than in general monoracial groups i mean since so many of us get mistaken for latine even though those of us who get mistaken for it don't have any <laughs> latin his uh, ancestry None. uh yeah there's a whole heap of us that have to deal with ambiguity as a as a whole ass part of our existence on a as a whole basis. ass part so can we play with pheno divergent, pheno nonconforming, pheno bl- fluid, pheno coming from phenotype, y'all? Right. So the idea being that in the last, what we've talked about several times, in the last five years since doing the show, we've noticed a, a, a growth in language, a development, an evolution in the language. Talk about mix or mixed identity. Yeah. Uh, talking about all kinds of things, LGBTQ issues there's a new language involved trans issues new language involved mm-hmm. uh racial issues new language involved but for the racially ambiguous in particular the racially ambiguous that are mixed it can be such a point of it can literally teeter the lines of invalidating validation like in in one moment you can go 
on both of those, it can really just fucking teeter. <laughs> oh so, gosh. and a lot of us don't like to be called ambiguous, like, cause you, you live with yourself every day, right? Like, you're like, this is not confusing. I know what this is, but to the outside person, you know, that's the go-to word. That's it. And we've talked, actually, one of our very first conversations was about the frustrations of being ambiguous and things like that. Like, it, it would just be nice sometimes if people could just figure it out. So with that in mind, and like, I really feel like this is the build of the last three or four years of conversations that you and I have in the, I think it's three or four years that we've known each other, mm -hmm. um, which does always come down to like, what do we call ourselves if scenario a what do we call ourselves if scenario b and uh when you hit me up in the in the message the text messages about and it wasn't like i don't we weren't even talking about everything it was just like boom hit you with this has been on my mind could we play with this idea of phenodivergent phenol non-conforming pheno fluid as a new ways to describe ourselves and and so we're really coming off of nothing else this is like right, exactly. this is the combination of like the three plus years of conversation we've had about ambiguity to where you just had a thought bubble pop up and you hit me with your thought bubble. And so we're press record having nothing planned <laughs> besides being like, do these work? <laughs> this, is straight off the, this is straight off both domes, y'all. Straight off the dome for both of us. And I like, I remember seeing when you, when you hit it, I liked, um, I think when you first sent it to me, you said phenodivergent and pheno non-conforming. And then you go fluid as a question mark. And I kind of like both, like I've never heard anybody use anything like this, but I like it because what we've struggled with in conversation on this show and in the world, that whole passing terminology, right? Oh and, and how oh that's a, evolved into either presenting or assuming or appearing. And each one of those still are problems for folks because you're still dealing with the burden a presentation is on us and not on the people perceiving us. And so um, we've gone from all the different terms, ambiguous, yes. perceived, passing, Are we getting closer? Are we tightening it up if we decide to say something like pheno non-conforming? Well, again, pheno non-conforming? Well, that's why I wanted us to play with it in this Yeah, episode. let's talk about it. <laughs> Like, like Charmaine said, yo, we're playing this in real time. We have not thought this through. I don't have my <laughs> usual bullet points and talking points and all that. But this is, we're playing with this in real time. Yeah. We definitely want you to weigh in and get, give us your thoughts, comments, reactions. But is there, is there, so here's my premise. Here's my premise, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so for those of us who, for, for those people who, who experience pheno ambiguity, meaning, Various people in the world. It could be in one group, two groups, many groups. For me, it's everybody because I'm in a lot of mixed groups. And they say, "Well, white people don't know what I am. Nobody knows what I am. I don't, I'm, I don't know what I am. Hyper and right. Same with you. But but unlike you, I can also be taken for white. So I yes. can be taken for white. That's black, what I mean, but Asian for Latin A. Yeah, I I can be taken for white. It, yeah. I'm not often taken for white. Sometimes if I'm if you just see me, you don't hear me, and there's no interaction, and I'm just in a crowd of people, sure, I might not pop, obviously. Mm -hmm. But even in terms when I'm around white people, after a while, they start squinting. And <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting? Like, you're so oh, yeah. exotic. I mean, 
Yeah, there has never been an interaction with a white person that's been sustained other than maybe, you know, like transactional, uh, you know, a clerk somewhere. Sure, 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 sure. But an actual sustained professional or personal interaction that even if they thought I was white and interestingly, white people don't aren't the main ones who will think I'm white. They're not. Well, yeah. Other other groups, but I haven't tallied it. I wish I tallied this throughout the years, y'all, so I could do an infographic. But just trust me when I say everybody thinks I'm everything. Right. Okay. It's only happened to me two times in my entire life that somebody thought I was white. Right. Like you're not, because you're not phenotypically, you know, we're different. We're the yeah. same, but we're different. We're similar, but we're different. So I say that because I, I think I'm a whole rainbow of ambiguity. So the, the idea... So here's my thing. So every single person I encounter, and this is true to different degrees for us in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Every single person I encounter in the world either wonders, asks, or assumes, and sometimes they assign me an identity. Mm -hmm. I'm almost 70 years old, y'all. People have been correct, looked at me and guessed correctly twice. Like Black Jewish? Yes. Okay. Of the tens of thousands, once as a child, and I think that person was Puerto Rican. All I remember it was in my elementary school lunch cafeteria. I don't remember anything other than being so floored that they were right, that it stuck in my mind. And the other, if you've heard of the makeup line, Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. I lived in the uh, small northern New Jersey town where she lives. And I, inter- I used to work for the newspaper. I interviewed her for a story. We ended up being friends by the way. She's a fabulous person and um, very, very cool. And at the time, one of her sons was dating a mixed girl at the high school. Mm-hmm. And my kids went to the high school. I interviewed her for the newspaper story. And at the end of the story, this is a woman who's been a major cosmetics mogul for decades, right? And she looks at me and she goes, so what are you? Right? <laughs> and she's Jewish, by the way. Her name is Roberta Plofkin. But um, what are you? Her maiden name is Brown. I said, guess. I was still in that phase of life. And she said, oh, yeah, black and Jewish, bluish. Like, that's exactly how long it took her. And I thought, well, I guess you're somebody who makes up names for foundations and eyeshadows. Right, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Now, I don't know how she knew, okay? I wasn't all over the internet with my identity at that point like I am now. And I wasn't yet on social media. But the point is, two times, y'all, in 68 and a half years, of the tens of thousands of times, people have looked at me and said, yeah, Black and Jewish, clearly. Okay, and I'm like, oh. Okay. But the point is, so off of me, but I, the reason this, this, this is a, is a something I like to play with in my brain. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if I can just, if I, if the world is in what's happening in the world now is I can announce to the world that my gender identity is changing I haven't decided or I've made a different choice or I'm playing with different options and alternatives, mm-hmm. right? Which again, is an incredibly exciting, intriguing idea to me. It doesn't happen to re I think I'm cis hetero or is that the term now? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, in all things considered pretty boring, but that's okay. That's all right. I got enough going on with my <laughs> identity that I'm not looking for a new, but I'm just saying I'm yeah. real straight or whatever. Okay. Yay. But um, so I, my brain goes to every single, I remember the first time I was asked for pronouns, y'all. I, it was at a, to register for a conference for, it's called Race Forward, right? Mm. Uh, all about racial this and racial that. And this 
conference, I registered ahead of time, but this conference took place three days after Trump was elected in 2016, y'all, mm. in Atlanta, where I am. It was crazy. And but there on the form, it says, what are your pronouns? I didn't understand the question. This is 2016, seven years ago. I did not come. I was like, what are my pronouns? Mm. Like, I didn't back. This is only seven years oh, ago. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even think about there being a time when people wouldn't have known how to answer the question not like a resistance to answering it for political reasons but like just straight up not knowing how to answer the question what what is that and i i think i called somebody or emailed somebody and asked and they said your gender pronouns and i said what like it was brand new y'all to me okay yeah remember i'm a boomer give me patience okay so I also went to my job that day told people about this and they laughed at me ridiculed me and told me i was crazy but anyway wife So I'm just saying, I, I laugh now. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you on a whole nother page now. But anyway, so once I learned, I was like, okay, it still felt weird. At this conference, which is all about anti-racism and racial diversity, an incredibly diverse crowd, your name tag said your name, whatever your affiliation was, and then your pronouns. I'm thinking I have never once been asked anything about my gender identity Shouldn't black and Jewish be on this name tag? This is a racial. That's my brain, y'all. I, I don't apologize. Oh, I remember you talking about this. And I was actually, just like, under that circumstance, that makes sense to me. Yeah, to me, under that circumstance, this is all about racial everything. And I'm like, yeah. why? You know, and then they had a um, 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 unisex bathroom, which I used and all that. But the point is, I mean, I'm comfortable with all that. But I was like, this is, it was new. Seven years ago, y'all, 2016. Okay. It was still new for at least yeah. for people like me. Point is, you know, so you, if you're super ambiguous or ambiguous at any level, you're kind of ambiguous, medium, you know, we know there's layers and levels and it depends on time, place and everything else. Yeah. Crowd you're with what you look like that day. I can change my hair, you know, get a little literally right? like wear an outfit sometimes an outfit change. a color. My friends in high school, if you wear red, you look more black. I'm like, okay. So that I register that I wear red, but, um, but can't do, Okay, so is there a place in time? And I want us to just play with this, y'all. I'm not proposing it. I'm not starting a new rule. Is We're putting a- it up to the vote at the end of the show, y'all. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we might if we come to this. Yes, Charmaine and I might decide. But um, is there, you know, is can we do something comparable for those of us ooh, who's at least our phenotype? Hmm. is ambiguous because like I tell people and like you do too I know this is the only thing about me that's ambiguous my identity has never in my life fluctuated I'm not confused Um. right I've always (laughs) known and it ain't changed in 70 years like it's not gonna change but I understand that people look at me and don't know yeah. Okay. So that to me is ambiguous. They don't know. And so is phenotype. So for me, I might say, well, let's try to define these real fast. Okay. Um, let's just define to see. So the idea of phenodivergent, <laughs> diverting off of the anticipated phenotypes. Yeah. Now, and are all, think about this. Most phenotypes are straight up monoracial. Right. But we also know that in recent years, there's, Y'all, and this is controversial, no question. There's um, a stereotypical, tends to be a black, white, biracial woman, young, mm-hmm. stereotype mm-hmm. that has 
And of course, it's part of it's a stereotype because it's so prevalent in media, advertising, entertainment, people who get cast in movies and TV shows, right? Mm -hmm. So the images we see, there's a definite, right? Almost almost stereotype. Like you can yeah. kind of line these various models and actors and actresses up. Yeah. There's a look that even if you're not mixed or biracial, right? There's a look that's considered kind of the mainstream, yeah? Right. Halle Berry... Alicia Keys. Halle Berry, Alicia Keys. You can do Tracy. You can do Rashida. I mean, there's Tracy, a spectrum, but yeah. Rashida doesn't really fall in it because you've got to have some curly. Yeah. Anybody got no straight hair? You got curly hair. You're kind of brown, you know. Rashida's a person that looks blacker the more black people she stands next to. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the, yeah. the fewer black people she stands around, the less obvious. Rashida is. I consider Rashida like me. She is mm -hmm. super, super, first of all, with the same mix. She is super ambiguous looking. Super, yeah. But look at her name. I'm like, first of all, you know who daughter she is. And she got one of the blackest names in all of Hollywood. Right. That's all yeah. I got. So her name is Rashida Jones, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, what about that? I mean, it's kind of like me for non-black people. Like, they yeah. see my name and they're like, hmm. If they can't, if if black wasn't on the roster of the ideas that they thought I might be while they're going through their, da -da 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 -da, um, it gets there eventually, I think, because of my name. Because of your name, right. yeah, yeah. But like, so, Tracy, yeah. Rashida Jones, I'm like, she like, definitely get that. She so she got a black name, but she's super, she's hyper ambiguous looking. Mm. I mean, she basically looks a lot like her mom. She does. She her looks sister like a, looks her a lot mom like the tan. Dad. Right, her mom with the tan. So, um, but but okay, y'all. So let's you go ahead and leave. So phenodivergence, the first one we're playing with. So yeah, phenodivergent. We're diverting, we're diverting off of what the anticipated phenotype given what we're told about the person's race, I guess. We're okay. making an we're we're making and I think you you using the that particular type of black, white, biracial stereotype as an example is pretty good because, yes, in media, when they're looking for a mixed woman, that's the type. That's the phenotype. That's they're the, not picking you or me. They're not picking you or me, right? At, um, all. At all. Basically, if a white person wouldn't be able to guess that I was black, I'm not going to be cast in a black role. Right. Right. <laughs> or a mixed black person's right. role, right? So you get someone like a Tracy Ellis Ross or or a Halle Berry or Alicia Keys or something like that. They're the they're diverting in small subtle ways, right? Alicia Keys has uh freckles, which aren't usually assigned. The idea is not necessarily always assigned to black folks. And so you look at her and you're like, "How does she have freckles?" Maybe, and then you go down the thing, maybe she has a white parent. Da da da. da. Halle Berry, I think it's more in sort of like the light skin aspect. Yeah, Halle Berry. This, I wouldn't know. see Halle Berry and assume mixed. I wouldn't necessarily either. It's a possibility, um, but I wouldn't assume it. Tracy, I would assume it off of the vibes. Really? Yes. But, people, but just visually, you wouldn't. Visually, not necessarily, but like some she of looks the like behaviors. Some kind of North African. 
Right. Like Especially when she pulls her hair back. She definitely has a... Yeah, um, she's definitely... I mean, so she's black and Jewish, so she got what I call the Afro-Semitic aesthetic. Afro-Semitic. Oh, that's a good one, too. Man, you know I love, you know I love the hybrid terms yes. for us. And I don't, I don't have it. but Well, I have it in airports, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a whole... There, there's being mixed, and then there's being mixed at an airport, and these are different things. Oh, um, wow, that's a whole episode. That's an episode. We can do a whole episode on that. Um, so, like, so, so then you get to... So you get to someone like them, and it's way subtler how you would be able to classify necessarily them as phenodivergent. You get to someone like me, and now phenodivergent starts to make a lot of sense because I come at you as a mixed black person. Right. I will tell you the rest of my mix. The rest of my mix includes Asian and you know white, whatever, blah blah. But I'm coming at you as a mixed black person. That is my main part yeah. of my identity hierarchically if yep. you're black and you see me you're like okay i see it if you're not black and you see me you're like latina or filipino and I would why totally you, i would totally read you as filipino or samoan right but that's because and, y'all i'm from the west coast but why why is that happening is because whether people think it or not they are detecting the black Right, because they're both both Samoans. So they're pulling black. from they're pulling from ethnicities that have black in there somewhere back. Good with, point. With Filipinos and with Samoans and other Pacific yeah. Islanders, yeah, it's because Malaysia, Africans yeah. left and went into the Pacific Islanders, mixed with people, and became yeah. that thing. Point so the, the the they're still there. It's still there. That's yeah. why people are picking it up on me. Latinas, same type of thing. Africa, indigenous folks, Spaniards, all mixed together, and you get someone who might have my complexion and probably has a mix of black features and non-black features. And so that's why I get coded as this because when people realize it, you'd get coded more black if you had a different hair texture, if my hair and, and there are times when my hair texture does make somebody think, trick them into thinking I have a more black hair texture and that all has to do with the way I style it. It usually has to do with when I flat iron my hair because fun fact, my hair is straight. It gets a little bit wavy as it grows longer, but it's mostly bone straight Asian textured hair. Asian hair, yeah. But when I flat iron it and it holds, (laughs) it looks like black hair flat ironed. See? All these nuances, y'all. So I think for me, I think phenodivergent would make sense because I'm definitely diverting off of different things that you expect. I don't have, I have almond shaped eyes. I don't have Asian shaped eyes, right? I have, I have an eyelid fold. So I'm not, you know, I'm not like going to be able to trick you into thinking I'm more Asian. That being said, there is something Asian about me and people can't place it. So right. then they end up going down the thing. So I think I think I would probably be someone that could that could probably own phenodivergent in a way because if I tell you if you don't see me yet and I say okay, we're going to meet on the corner of such and such and such and such. I'm going to wear a purple shirt and I am the black Japanese British American. <laughs> you but are going to have you not tell them. They don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what they're looking for, right? And if they saw me on the corner would they have been able to clock me against any other random person on the corner if all they were to go off of is I am black, Japanese, and white? Let's just make it easy for them. I'm a black, Japanese, and white person, and I'll be standing on the corner in a purple t-shirt. 
and everybody on the corner happens to be wearing a purple t-shirt. How well, are they going? It depends who else is on the corner with you <laughs> and where you are, where you are. So, so I feel you. Yeah. Depending on what they think when they hear the term, the ideas of there's a black Japanese white mixed person on the corner. I, I might be answering some of those questions for them with my face and I might not be. And so I would be diverting off of what their anticipations are. I think that might, I think that might be the right way to define this term. So phenodivergent is diverting off of expected phenotype phenotype yeah. for a given category. Okay, I'm writing it down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now we move on to pheno nonconforming. That might be me. That might be you. Yeah. And the, what I'm thinking of, and tell me if we're on the same page about this, is that I think you might have the kind of structure or whatever that if you turn this way, people see something. And if you turn this way, people see something else. Mm -hmm. And then you straight on, they see something else. Or if you do an activity, they see something else. Or if your hair is up or if your hair is down or this or that or whatever. Right. Absolutely. And so because if I hear this person is black and Jewish, I have three different images that pop into my head immediately. And just because of me doing this show so much, I have someone who looks like uh, Eric Andre. Uh, he's a, he's light skinned, but he's got a, he's got kind of a, a wild Afro, but it's not a fully fledged Afro because it's famous? mixed. Hair. He's a comedian. I don't know him. I got David Diggs. David Diggs. Okay. So David Diggs would be a different version of the Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm about to say it, and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Eric Andre is the black Jewish kid who was raised by Jewish side of his family, and they never figured out his hair. There's a lot of folk like that. David Diggs is a black Jewish person who they figured out his hair. Yeah, yeah, or somebody so, so like hair. both of those images. Like they, this actually illustrates very well. Like if uh, yeah. Eric Andre, David Diggs, and then someone like. Someone like you, or I've had another guest on the show, um, uh, Rebecca, who is Black Jewish, Cuban, Cuban Ooh. Black Jewish, Ooh. Cuban Ooh. Black Jewish. Ooh. Okay. Um, Cubluish. Cubluish. <laughs> Cubluish. <laughs> um, she literally would turn her head during the, and that's from the ethnic chameleon episode from a couple years ago. Oh. She would literally, she's an actress and a singer. She's on, she's been on Broadway recently. She's dope. Uh, she would literally turn her head and I would see a Cuban woman, a black woman and a Jewish woman wow. throughout the conversation. And okay. every time she did it, I'd go, Oh my God, you just changed race. Like I remember thinking yeah. like she just changed the thing. And so I think that's the same light line. Cause she's lighter skin you know, whatever. She's got really curly hair. She might be mistaken for white. She might be mistaken for, if not mistaken, but she might be mistaken for the wrong category of Latina. Well, she's like me. And what she is, right. Basically, so, we always going to be mistaken. You're going to be mistaken for something. <laughs> yes. um, and and so I think they're like, those are the images that come to mind of, of like how someone is, is black and Jewish. Um, for, for me, given the people who I've had on the show, like, honestly, that's wow. really kind of how, how right. it's developed over time. Um, and like David Diggs or Eric Andre would probably go into the 
phenodivergent or just or just some people would just say they're black they're just light skin yeah you know like Drake uh, like Drake yeah another one whereas like someone like you or like Rebecca who I mentioned <laughs> poor thing doesn't even know I'm like hey <laughs> I'm bringing you up on my show you're Rebecca uh, oh. uh, would be a person that like if I hear I'm gonna meet you on the corner right. I'm a black and Jewish woman and I have curly black hair <laughs> yeah that could be like literally could describe both of you and yet both of you don't look and even remotely the same right like, but exactly. that general thing could describe both of you and if i if i walked up on on the street and i saw both of you i'd be like well fuck <laughs> 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 you know there's two there's at least oh two my people God. what are we doing so i think it's like it's not conforming you would just say you would just think i was puerto rican girl anyway or that, you know um, we're, all, we're all puerto ricans puerto in our hearts exactly. um <laughs> where i think there's something like not an expectation of what you look like necessarily well but kind of well there is and i think too to to build on what you just said first of all let's acknowledge and let's celebrate even though there's nuances and this could be a future ep too of increased mixed representation again in media and i'm a media mm -hmm. person so you know again advertising and casting and even storylines now in tv and movies right there's more than there's ever been um and i say that because i've yet to see somebody who's super ambiguous in a mixed role and that being part of the story mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so of course i'm putting that in stories i'm writing but anyway um, so what you're saying is interesting because you've got the different people, right? And people can, again, there's so much, in, and there's so much subjectivity oh, in how we're read. Mm -hmm. There's so much subject. My kids are ambiguous looking. Their dad's black. They're raised as black. They're light skin. As I've said, you're light skin, racially ambiguous looking black people. But pe most people think they're biracial. Mm. Most 99% biracial or different races, Samoan, Thai, Latine, Dominican, da, da, da. Yeah. The whole nine. They're super ambiguous. I think so what we're talking about, I think with non-conforming is when I tell you what I am, you're not going to go, okay, I see it. Nobody has ever no. said, oh, okay, I see that. Nobody has ever said that to me, y'all. You know, I'm talking about tens of Except thousands. for Bobby Brown. <laughs> Right. Bobby Brown and that, I think he was Puerto Rican. I don't even know why, who he was at my elementary school. I was a small child. He's just a person that I've packed your life. I don't and even know how I knew he vanished. was Puerto Rican because I'm in Seattle. I went to Puerto Rican. So again, I don't even know, but you know, it was one of those impressions without detail. But yes, except for Bobby Brown. Shout out to my girl, Bobby. I'll tag her on the, when we do so that. So I think with the phenol non-conforming, what you might be thinking of is if I say I'm black and Jewish, and they think like David Diggs, and you'd like be Tracy like, Ellis Ross, like Tracy Ellis Ross, and you would be like, no, well, yeah, yes, but no, like by them, but I don't look like them. Yeah, you're right. not gonna, you're not gonna, if you have to go through a crowd of people and point and say, okay, who's black and Jewish in this crowd? And you might, you know, you might not pick Lauren Linden, you might not pick Kat Graham, you might not pick Kaylee Hawk. These are all actors, by the way. You know, you might not pick Boris Kajo, okay? All these people. Uh, I just have Jewish or German? Both. Oh, it's German Jewish? Yeah. Kajo. So, but again, again, I just happen to, y'all know, obsessively celebrities who are bluish because 
know, there's that's a, actually end. a lot. Like, if we're really going to break it down as far as how many there mixed are people are out there, there's a ton of black there's, Jewish mixed and, folks out because there. Because LA, yeah, and Hollywood yeah. and all that. But and we that's a whole nother. But again, so yeah, I think I think I'm feeding on conforming, meaning I am. You know, this is I, I I'm not what I look like, and I don't look like what I am. It's not unlike it's not like they're not basically the same thing happening. It's just I think it's it's probably the intention of the perceiver that changes which yes. one it is, right? It's like, their frame of reference. Yeah, you're div like in my case, I'm diverting from what they expect when they think of a black person and a Japanese person and a British person. Um, in your case, like I'm diverting from whatever they that whatever they think I am, I'm not conforming to their whatever they think I am. Yeah. And so like, yeah, so phenodivergent might be like the, the viewers perceiving you, you are not fitting into what I'm expecting. Pheno non-conforming is I'm I'm actively not trying to be what you think I am. <laughs> no, I'm actively not what you think I am. I'm actively not what you think I like, am. Like, whatever you think I am, you're wrong. You're wrong. Whatever it is, <laughs> you're wrong. And even if you guess right, you're probably still guessing wrong because you have a different idea in your head of what that's supposed to be like. Yes. I don't know. Something like that. So that one's a little bit harder. Actually, I think they're, they're similar, but I think one is from your perspective and one is from their perspective is mm. probably. Okay. So I like Or that. that you can use them interchangeably because I think that's also they a, might a be possibility. They, they might be pretty interchangeable. It might be a preference thing. Like I like to hear it this way. I like, because one feels like, I think this is also the difference between like passing, presenting, assumed, presumed, right? One puts the onus on the person being existing and the other one puts the onus on the person making the guess. Yes. And um, I don't want to conform with the person making the guest and therefore pheno non-conforming. Mm. Um, that, yeah. that actually makes a little bit more sense. Again, this is real time. We're working this out. Yeah. Uh, whereas like with pheno divergent, that is putting the burden on me because I'm, I'm, you have an expectation and I'm diverting from it, but I'm not actively diverting from it. I'm just existing. So okay. maybe that's maybe that's the difference of how we choose to use it, which is why it's still hard to figure out passing, presumed, assumed, appearing, because I think non-divergent, non-divergent just means let go of all your expectations. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to fit your expectations. I'm not going to fit it. Yeah. Right. Because the thing is, the more and this is actually something I think you and I share, regardless of what you thought we were when you met us, the more you meet us, the more you are convinced of our blackness. And right. the least, the less we have to, if we have to at all, uh, the least we have to convince black folks we're black. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm I being honest. I've never had to convince. <laughs> I've never had to convince a black person I was black. I've ever. never had to convince a black person. I was, every once in a while, a black person will, they'll, they'll be very distracted by my phenotype. Sure. They'll be very distracted by that. And um, and a lot of it has to do with where they're from geographically, mm -hmm. whether it's within the United States or outside, and just nuances in their background. But I have never heard, yeah, I've never had a black person just be like, no, you ain't black. <laughs> I mean, usually it's literally like I open my mouth. And even if I'm wearing yep. a mask yep, and you can't figure it out, like what happened to me the other day, the, this is the second time in my whole life someone thought for a second I might be white. 
I was getting out of the Uber and she said to me, when I saw you get out of the Uber, I saw you from the, she just saw me coming out. Like I had like a little strappy maxi dress thing. She just saw that. And she's like, and you had a hat on and she's like, maybe that's a white lady. And then you turned around, but you were wearing a mask. And I thought, mm. and then I asked you, you know, she's like, I, I was at least ambiguous enough for her to ask, am I going to the black thing? You know, so she, it, it lasted a split second, but that was because she only saw me from like my tattoo up and the back of my head. And I had a hat on, Yeah. Um, you know, she didn't have enough to go off of. She didn't have my face. Um, she said to me, once I took off my mask, she's like, oh, that answered all the questions she had. But up until then, she was still trying to figure out what my deal was because I did say I was going to the black thing and I had my mask on and I was wearing a dress that covered my shape because that's the other part. My shape also answers the questions um, that that people might have. If they're looking at me from behind almost 100% of the time, they are not surprised to find out that I'm black. So. Right. Right, oh. right, right. It's, it's um, all those things, y'all. It is all those things. And, but, like, I've had a manicurist before. I'm wearing a mask the whole time and stuff like that. And so she was trying to ask me questions without directly asking me. And she was like, where are you from? And when Black people ask that question, you don't think they're asking you, like, what are you? They, You think they're asking you, like, what do you Negro geography. Yeah, Negro geography. And so I was like, I'm from Long Beach. And she was like, okay. So in her head, she's like, all right. <laughs> because I also say Long Beach the way that I say it. I don't mm -hmm. say, God, how do you say it in the other way? You don't Long even know. Beach. Girl, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> like, act like you know because you don't even know. It's the way that I say it that is clearly the black pronunciation of the word of the two yeah. words combined. Yes. Long Beach. Yes. Um, yes. So there was that, and then there was the way that I spoke, and then at some point it ended up coming up like, "What do I do?" or something like that. I said I host a podcast for mixed identity or whatever, and uh, and then it was like. I could see the question churning. I was like, I'm black and Japanese. She's like, I knew there was some flavor in there. So yes. the whole time she was asking me strategic Negro questions to try to figure mm -hmm. out if that's what I was. And mm -hmm. then when I finally just admitted it out loud to her, she, it just confirmed the things that she was already suspicious of. Yes. Versus when white people do it, they're, they're not specifically suspicious. You know, they're not like, I think this person is a black person in hiding They're, you know, or at least not to me. Well, They're like, what Island does this person come off of? Right. They're trying to ID you. Yeah. The black person is, if, if a black person suspects blackness, they're ferreting it out. Yeah. And it's really kind of like, what kind of black are you? What are kind you, of black are you? And how did, where in geographically, how, did, how, did this, how are you black? How are you black? How are you um, black? And uh, like, I mean, one of the things that I've said, the way that I get asked to confirm my blackness by black folks is, is usually not in a way that tells me they didn't think I was black in the beginning. Um, it's either you black, which we've all heard. <laughs> and it literally just is not a question. It's a statement. Yeah. And then you say yes. And they go so and they move on with their life. My favorite way a black person asks me if I'm black is mom or dad. No other question, no other context, yeah. nothing else before then. But they that. just I've roll up on you. you know, oh, I've gotten it so many times. Uh, where yeah. they just roll up and they'll be like, mom or dad? And I'm, and I'm like, dad. And they're like, I thought so. And then they move on with their life because they exactly. didn't. Exactly. So you're, so we're going to, y'all, we're going we're gonna to create a whole scale. So your, your blackness, I think we can agree. For you, 
your blackness is the most obvious thing to people who recognize it. Because to me, your features and your smell feet, your, your own face, kind. Your face is very black. Your yes. features are very, but your I mean your features, right? Yes. Are very black. Now, not only black, but I'm gonna immediately read you on the brown black spectrum. I am not immediately red. I people might think. I'm black Japanese before they think you are. People, if that's you're... wild, but I get it. I can, I like when you told me someone thought you were Korean once. People I was like, think How? I'm a y'all. Y'all, people How? think I am Asian all the time. I'm like, do I really? I think it's because I've seen you in person that it's confusing to me, but and because I'm also a mixed person and a mixed black Asian, but yeah. separate from all of those things, like, if you didn't I, know me, I kind of get it, but also kind of don't get it. Well, I. I'll tell you why I get it. And I started getting it when I was very young in Seattle. This is funny, y'all. Here, Boomer humor, but it's true. When I would get it in Seattle as a boomer teenager, I would get it when I smoked weed and my eyes got tight. I'm not lying. <laughs> Black people be like, dang, girl. I don't know if they still have, I don't know if weed still gives people tight eyes. But anyway, that was back in the day. Okay, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being honest. So that was a big deal, though. And I'd be like, yeah, ha, ha. Okay, lately, many people, and on and off during the years, many people think I'm Asian. I'm going to tell you why I think it is. It, for those of you who can't see me, okay, and especially now, I still have, it's gotten a little better, but I'm not at, at Charmaine's level since I'm not in her hammock in Mexico at a pool. But yeah, yeah. My, my winter coat is faded. <laughs> but even when I ha don't have pandemic pallor, I'm super light-skinned, y'all. I'm super light. I'm on the... I am on the end of the spectrum of light skinned. Okay. And so I have my coloring milky, is super light skin and very dark hair. It's brown, but it looks black. Yeah. Okay. It's so not in gray, East it Asian like skin tones, we refer to your oh. skin tone as milky. Okay. Uh, anyway. Okay. Milky. That's what my um, mom is, and that's what my aunts are. They're milky, okay, and milky. I didn't get the milky. I got no. You're not milky. Brown. You got you got cafe au lait. You got the Creole, but um, I'm butterscotch. <laughs> butterscotch. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. I'm almond. Okay. The inside of the almond, not the outside of the almond, unless okay. I got a tan. But the point is exactly. I can see why just looking at my coloring, much more than yours, I can be read as Asian. Meaning, to be real honest with you, yellow black. Yeah, yellow black. yellow skin, black hair. Even if if someone does think I'm Asian and this is like the negative stereotype version of it, um, they'll say like, are you a jungle Asian or right, a right. city Asian? And I would be exactly. classified as a jungle Asian because yes. I'm brown, yep. even though I'm an East Asian. Well, brown and then your features. And and my features. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all, I can, I can get that. And again, you know, we'll hold, do a whole F on why we all look Puerto Rican. But so I have an idea. Okay, so we're we're still playing with this, y'all, and we'll we'll be you know come to my blog and we'll do infographics and all stuff. But so phenofluid, phenofluid. My first thought of phenofluid is a person who deliberately pimps the ambiguity, mm. either in a way so you have no idea and they don't want you to, or so they do little things to manipulate your perception in one direction. So if I was walking around with the star of David on, which I don't do, or a high, people mm -hmm. don't always know what a high is. They think it's a lamb. But if I were walking around with the star of David, for instance, mm -hmm. then 
that would people would immediately see that because everybody knows instantly everybody on the planet instantly knows what a mug of symbols is. are very helpful for classification you yeah. ain't wearing that if you ain't jewish some kind of way right so unlike an asian tattoo which you would wear if you're not asian <laughs> wonder about those i'm like you don't know what especially an asian person did the tattoo i said you really don't know what that's saying oh right? yeah there, there's or a like lot of prostitutes that the, think they're princesses and the, shit the, like the, that the, the, the you know polynesian da, 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 da. Sad. i'm like mike tyson i'm like baby oh is that appropriation is that appropriation is that your tribe what are we doing yeah. but anyway yes all those things but i think i think pheno fluid is the people who and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. And I happen to know people like this who play on the ambiguity. They're not, they're, I'm the opposite. I walk in my first conversation with you. For the most part, you're going to find out exactly what I am, whether you want to know or not. Because I want right. to make sure you know so that we can just move forward and you ain't tripping. Okay. Yeah, you're but, not going to pick up the evening no, playing 20 questions. Lies, exactly. Or you. you having the idea and going down that lane and me watching you go down that lane and go, nah, boo, mm, that ain't it. So, um, but there are people I think who are, and again, this isn't good or bad, mm. who, who are phenofluid, right? And who deliberately play on the fact, take advantage of the fact, use it to their advantage is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I would what love this. I don't mm -hmm. have the budget for the clothing to make this possible <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I don't have the budget to be phenofluid, but um, as a person who is kind of on the gender fluid spectrum and mm -hmm. on the um, sexuality fluid spectrum, I'm all about shape shifting, you know, like I'm, I'm shape all shifting. about shape shifting. I'm writing it down. Um, I, you know, it's not an act that I call myself sir auntie. Cause that's the vibes. You know, I am, I am, sir and an auntie i'm not a ma'am and an uncle it's very clear what my vibes are um uh, as as a black and japanese person you know even on my most japanese day i'm black you know what i'm saying like it's yes. never it's it's, yes. it's 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 on my most black day i'm black on my most mm -hmm. japanese day I'm black. Like yes. it's the blackness is the core yep. culture, the core yep. identity. It's just present. It's just the way that it is for me. I just it's happen to look this way that I look. Yeah. And when I dress certain ways, it's clear that I the kind of black that I am. Not that I'm black, but the kind of black that I am. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Good black mm -hmm. person. Yep. Um same. All that, all that stuff ends up becoming clear, especially if you can see the signs because you come from the same environment or you just understand the community. Exactly. Uh, I don't have a Japanese equivalent to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I in my current budget, in my current wardrobe, I don't okay, have... If, if money were no object, let's play with this, y'all. Yeah. What would the equivalent be? Because you didn't grow up in Japan. I didn't grow up in Japan. I I have a my I have my childhood kimono, but it's um uh it was a special occasion thing for me because my family didn't want it ruined, and so I only got to wear it a few times. I didn't get to wear it like at home or anything like that. I only got to wear it for special things. And so it felt like, oh gosh, I just had a realization. <laughs> Therapy. Um, I just realized that like, <laughs> you 
you know, I just said uh-huh. on my on my most Japanese day, I was always black, right? I just said those words. And then I just yes. realized yes. that I only got to be in my my traditional Japanese attire on special occasions. So I was only Japanese on special occasions. But so, I'm black every day. So okay. No, money's no object, y'all. Money's no object. Y'all do some donations, give to the Patreon. So money's no object. Would you would you in today's world, with your life currently as it is, if you were yeah. to get a j- traditional Japanese outfit or even just a kimono, I, I, I would wear yukatas if they're not too hot. I would wear, I, I, I honestly, I think I would wear more Japanese attire in my home and probably as a reflection of the way that I was brought up because home, home behaviors that I have are very Japanese. Right. It, Inside the home behaviors I have are very Japanese. Uh, outside in the world behaviors I have are very black. So if my if my attire could always reflect both or multiple of my cultures, it would probably be like a Japanese top with like jeans or something like that. That isn't necessarily explicitly black, but I'd be wearing Jordans or something like that. Like things that you would indicate so a cultural mix between there. It's the same with my my if I had the budget to be as genderly fluid as pre- presentation wise, as I feel on the inside, I would be wearing male suits that are cut for a woman's form. So somebody out there, Mainy Maine has just described some amazing entrepreneurial and creative opportunities. <laughs> Let's talk about project runway. And I know we want to, by the way, y'all, can I do a shout out? Hmm. Because we both been okay, so we have a fellow mixed auntie who is you know beyond brilliant and multi talented. She's doing big things. Mixed auntie, I, we call her mixed auntie mogul mama. Sonia <laughs> mogul mama. <laughs> mixed auntie mogul mama. Sonia Smith Kang, who has y'all hit this up right now? Mixed up clothing. Mixed up clothing. Well, there's a children's clothing line. We want to go here, and we will tag her in the episode so she can beat us up. Um, we've been bugging her ever since she announced the creation of this line for the adult. Yeah. Like I want the adult line. Cause she has a, like, I remember telling her when I first met her, she had this kimono top for little girls that had like a, a Colombian pattern on it. Mm -hmm. And because she, that's what she does. She plays with like different cultural fabrics and different cuts from different cultures and stuff like that. It's amazing. It's mixed up clothing. It's awesome. It's at Macy's. It's also mixedupclothing.com. Yep. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, I would rock that. That's basically like a you cut the type thing that I was describing. Yeah. Like, I would rock that shit all the time. Okay. If, so if I had the adult equivalent. Understand we out we out here. We out here. Um, we, would, we would support you. Darling. And like I would like to play with fabric, especially as I start to learn to make more clothes as soon as I get my my sewing machine here. Mm. Uh, I would learn, I would want to play with fabrics, you know, like Sonia does in in her work where like if I'm, can, I'm wearing a though. Japanese style top, I would put it in a mud cloth or um, yes. you know or something like that where I could play yes. with the fabric against what the thing is. It is my absolute fucking dream to have, I think they call them uh, wakatas or the company was called wakata or something like that, which is a kimono line that is made from African fabrics. Um, there is one out there. I've Come seen on. them. They're amazing and beautiful. Uh, it is my absolute dream to be able to have things like that for for those events where I'm having to be professionally mixed out there, you yes. know, where I could be. This is a reflective of, of multiple things. Um, and mostly because while I do know which 
villages and which tribes I come from, my family comes from in Gabon. I don't have a Gabonese history, you know, culture. I have the ancestry, not the culture. And right. so while I would want to reflect it in some way, shape or form, I don't think I have the flip of it. Like whatever. But uh, you could research it. I could research it. It, it would have to be for a special thing. I couldn't probably rock it in a day-to-day because I was actually no. raised in a home Japanese culture, but I wasn't actually raised in like a Kota culture or something like that. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be, I would want to be respectful, appreciative, not appropriative, learning, educating, you know, like those types of things. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. If I had the opportunity to wear clothes that were um, fabric rise of reflection of one culture and shape wise a reflection of another, um, that would be like the most idea thing. And, and it would help with the whole be your mixed ass life, right? Like it would be like, I am literally all the things today and here's my ac- outfit. I think, it. okay, y'all, y'all, please donate. Also donate to be your mixed ass and <laughs> first. And then next, no, no, no. Let's all support me. I think we should do a whole thing for this because since you can sew. Yeah, I haven't made also, proper outfits yet. I can. No, I can, you could also can commission sell. somebody. Okay, somebody out there holler because somebody out there can do this, and I think it would be phenomenal and amazing. I just want to put it in the world. So we've got Fino Divergent, Fino Divergent, Fino Divergent, Fino Nonconforming, Fino Nonconforming, and Fino Fluid. These are all interesting. I think it's a, I, I definitely want to hear what the audience has to yeah, say. Y'all and, to um, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, Spotify actually does allow you to be a little bit more interactive. So you can answer questions that I post or you can, you can contribute, you can send over voicemails um, to me and everything like that. So if you're listening to the show, but you're not listening to it on the Spotify platform, um, jump on over to the Spotify platform to interact if you don't mind, or hit it in the comments or, or, you know, whatever on, on the Instagrams and stuff. Um, because I think as we've been talking about how much language has developed over the last few years, as we've had more opportunities as to be publicly mixed, militantly mixed, other podcasts, IG accounts, mask and loving day and all the, all the different things that are out there for us right now, our language has, has adapted quickly yes to the new ways in which people are identifying and this might be one of those types of things um i think, where... I think we should play with it i think we mixed folks should play with it i think we mixed folks should be in charge of it in charge of it because... I said about agency and empowerment yeah. i think we mixed folks should be the only ones i'm just gonna say this i mean it a hundred percent in charge of this yeah and these terms and then I, we lo- really want to hear from you all. Is this like, now nah, y'all doing too much? Or is this like, you know, I, like that. I mean, well, we both are regular. Yeah, like it might be a term. There might be one of these terms someone really likes. A lot of it might be like, oh, gosh, with the language already, you know, like right, it be that. Right, right. But I 100% cannot stand. Like if I'm sitting here being honest, I fucking cannot stand when a monoracial person calls me racially ambiguous. Now, see that that's interesting. I call myself racially ambiguous. First of all, it's a it's a it's a easy you to it? call yourself racially ambiguous to help the conversation. Yeah, I've never had a monoracial person call me. They just like oh, it happens all the time to me. They'll be like, oh, they you just call me weird looking. It'll be some form of it too. Like there's that also. There's that that weird like just, oh, you look what? different or I don't I don't see the or oh, no, no, no. like you get right. that. Too. But every now and then, 
and sometimes it comes off as an attempt to flirt. Which oh, I, God. oh, that's, oh, oh, that's like, oh, you that, you that Ooh, racially. That's a whole episode, baby. Yeah. So that'll be a whole nother thing. But mm -hmm. uh, I don't want the. Oh, creepy. I want the burden of defining myself. And I want the agency. So guess what? I'm Well, first of all, here's what y'all, just so you know, and I will report back. Okay. So, just so y'all know, know, remember, no, seriously. So. And get my wonderful memoir, Swirl Girl Coming of Race in the USA on Amazon. Um, my memoir. But here's the backstory on this. So all my life, y'all, all my life. Okay, if I could sing it, make it into a blues song. All my life, I've always answered, what are you? And that's what I get asked. Every once in a while, where are you from? When people are trying to be cute. Also, what nationality? And then I cuss them out and say, look, I got an American passport, fool. You know what you really want to know. But anyway, um, so, as you know, I have no tact, but I always have proact preemptive strike, you know, I'm black Jewish, some Native American, da, 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 what do you want to know? You know, da, da, da. Only Jewish people, for the most part, by the way, want to know which parent, because Jewish identity, historically and typically, it is changing yeah. now because so many Jewish men mix out. Mm -hmm. um, but it's straight up. If it's your mommy, you're Jewish. If it's your dad, you're not. So y'all, I'm going to try some. So when I started working on my memoir, which came out in 2020, I started working on it really in 2015. Yes, it took five years. It's a good read. Get it. But um, I worked hard to make it a good read. But on the real, I decided, and you know, at that time, I'm 60 something, my early 60s. I was like, and I didn't even consciously decide. I decided I was no longer answering the question unless I had to. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to, you're at customs, you're in immigration, you're in a situation, you, you know, we all know how to read, whether it's an option, yeah. you know, or a requirement, let's be real. But I'm like, you know, if it's an elective, I'm not going to do it. And I was thrilled with myself because I was like, I don't know what that's going to be like. Like I've been doing it so reflexively since I could talk Yeah. for, you know, six decades that, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine not doing it. And I just, so I would just, people would say, are you, F? and I'd say, no. And I'd shut up. Y'all, you know what a motor mouth I am. That was, usually I go, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Right? I said, no. And then I said, oh, girl, you're just shutting up. And it, fascinating responses. But what I'm going to do now, so I have, you know, so for years, I've, I would say for about six, seven years, I haven't answered the question, but except for when I have to, but I'm going to start playing with these terms, y'all. And Let's I'm going to start recording the reactions I get. If I don't record on my phone, then I'll record it in a way. So mm -hmm. I want to promise, I don't know if you want to try the same thing, Manny. Well, the problem is I can't really try it here because they don't talk about stuff like that here. Okay. Remember I'm having the you, you got to back together with black expats. Did anybody ask anything? No, all of them pretty much accept me as black and they, they're like, it's not like they don't know. Um, a few of them will have asked questions about like, you know, which parent, how was it for you kind of a thing. Right, right. It's okay. more thoughtful, empathetic questions that I received than, yeah. um, than anything just like okay. what's going on with you and how dare you call yourself black. That wasn't a, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, I wish Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. Y'all, I will take it for the team. Of course, I don't. I haven't been getting that much suspense. But when I get out, of course, then I got a mask on. But anyway, should it happen again, mm. I will start. I will start playing with these words, and I'll also start using them proactively yeah. to see what kind of responses I get. And I will report back. It might be a while, but I will document and report back 
for everybody. Okay. okay. So I, I think, yeah. um, yes, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, you know, stretch it beyond it's, 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 but I think thing, it's, I know this but is there's something, there is something about both the changing of language and yes. being thoughtful about the way in which we change language. So something like what we're playing with here, phenodivergent, pheno nonconforming, pheno fluid, what we're actively trying to do. And again, just in real time, because we just decided to talk about this today, uh, what we're actively trying to do is find a term that is saying what is happening and not necessarily putting the burden on us as a performance of our presentation. We're mm -hmm. not doing this. It's being it's been done. It happened when the chromosomes started to click, 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 click. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have a choice. So this is not an action on my part. I am not actively being ambiguous. I just happen to confuse you when you look at me. Woo. I'm not doing the confusing. You're confused. So in trying to own my my presentation, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. For us as mixed people who yes. would be classified as ambiguous, to try to own our presentation, you know, again, and I know I overquote this man, but Ryan Alexander Holmes fucking nailed it in one. It's not that I don't look Asian. It's that you've never seen an Asian that looks like me before. And Damn. then you can, you can apply that across yes the board. You know, like you can yeah. apply that across race. You can apply that across gender. You can apply that across all kinds of things. I am a black mixed Asian person. However you perceive me, that's on you. But what I am doing is just existing. So if I don't conform to your expectations of my phenotypes, or if I'm divergent from your expectations of phenotypes, that is on you, not on me. Now, would I actively be phenofluid? Fuck yeah, I would actively be phenofluid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I had the budget. I'm actively out here messing with what you think, but phenodivergent, pheno nonconforming, that is about the perceiver, not about the perceived. And I think mm. that's what is important as we start to try to look for new language to describe the experience we have when someone perceives us. Love that. And what we're doing is to me offering a bridge, so to speak, between where the perceiver is and where we are as the perceived, but we are taking ownership. Again, my, we're back to agency empowerment of the conversation because we all know that dynamic with the, what are you, where are you from? Where are you really from? There's a whole dynamic there. And we're often being, we're often being alpha microaggressions, et cetera, et cetera. Even when it's just straight up, even when the questions are just sincere and they're just really trying to place us, there's, too much history for it to be a truly neutral question, right? So yeah. I like I like what you just said. That was completely brilliant and wonderful, and I agree completely. And it's us taking it's us taking ownership and, and acknowledging. I'm acknowledging that you look at me and you can't tell. Yeah, I'm acknowledging that. That's my, yeah. to me. I've said <laughs> light skin. I've said light skin and racial ambiguous. So the fact that I say light skin should let you know I'm black, <laughs> but also right, right, yeah. You know, racially ambiguous looking and and so, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like you're saying, I love what you just said. I think what we're doing, what we're, what we're proposing here, right? Playing with these terms. So please, y'all, let us know what you think and play with them yourselves when you're play out with them in the yourself. world. Report back, operatives. Tell Report us back, what it's like out there on the streets. <laughs> Let's start a whole movement of mixed folks experimenting with this terminology. Report back. I liked it. It didn't quite work. I think I'm two of the three. I think I'm all three. I don't know yeah. what, the, 
and also offer your own definitions and applications in your own words. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah, other yeah. things, you know, people other say. terms. I mean, I think this is definitely a family collective and collaborative project, but I think mm -hmm. we should do it. And we've all got our own medium. We could share it and tag us by the, and it's so, like I said, I will report back. I'll put it on my socials and put it on my blog and say, okay, y'all, you know, like this, but I think what you're saying is really important. It's that this is a way for us to take ownership and agency and to balance the power dynamic that inherently exists mm. when mm. people are questioning or challenging our identities, when people are, and when they're policing mm -hmm. our identities, we're, we're, we're pushing back on the identity police, you know, and we're also just saying, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm Fino, no, no. I mean, I can't wait to look at somebody and go, I'm Fino non-conforming. <laughs> First of all, they're going to be, what is Fino? Because nobody what, but mixed, Fino? I know. Nobody but mixed people and black people use phenotype. You I'm know, I was just about to say that. I never hear, like, I've re I've started to hear it in Asian spaces more as I've entered more Asian activism spaces or whatever. Okay. But um, it's still not nearly said as no. often as it's said in black spaces or, or mixed black spaces. And so. in black spaces, let's be straight up, it's used when describing us mixed people. People. Right, right, absolutely. Because you got the black phenotypes. Da, 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 yeah, da, yeah, yeah. And we don't conform to the phenotype. You know, that's a whole. It's a whole other thing. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. This was fun. I'm glad that we did this on the fly. Because honestly, this was a reflection of how our conversations go. This just happens to be like usually we've had the conversation partially, and then we're like, let's go ahead and press record on this thing and get it going. This one was straight up a single sentence in a text message exchange. Followed by, is this what we're talking about today? And today. Yes. <laughs> yesterday or well, literally, week. is this what we're talking about today? <laughs> uh, and so like we, we played it out. It's like, this is how our conversations go when we're talk offline. Because a lot of times when we talk, we're not recording. Mm -hmm. uh, we only record once a month. So we're just out here you know, multiple times a month having this kind of conversation. Uh, but before we get out here, so we have technically close the submissions for the Be Your Mix as Self Anthology again. You know, we still had some room, so we wanted to make uh, some space for new entries, and we did. We got some new entries during this last month, uh, so thank you to everybody who's participating. Uh, we are now going into the re reading and reviewing section again, um, and so the updates will start to come as we get closer into the uh, publishing and nailing things down type of thing. But you can still donate to the project if you would like to help us get it off the ground by going to militantlymix.com and clicking on the Be Your Mix SF Anthology tab. And there is a button there to donate to the project. That being said, if you like almost finished some shit <laughs> and the deadline hit, slide it, slide it. Just Hurry send up. us an email. We'll see. You know, we'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, there's time. There's room. Um, Y'all, the stuff we've got is fire. Yeah, and 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 coming from like so many different yes topics. Not like not even just like perspectives, because obviously that's going to be the case. Is militantly mixed. We're all mixed as fuck. But like. I, without giving anything away, like there is an academic slant. There is a workplace slant. There is a living the life, walking down the street slant. There is literally all types of topics coming in to 
this thing and you know like we let it broad we left it broad so we really mm -hmm. just like just the mix is pretty much the main part of it and how people decided to take that on it was mm. pretty amazing so it is delicious y'all thank you again everybody who's participated and for the people who've continued to ask and and get excited about it even if you uh weren't going to be a submitter uh yeah this is this is an exciting project for 2023 and i i'm looking forward to to finally being able to to get it out to everybody and other than that to everybody out there mixed aunties we're out be your mixed ass self see you next month smooches Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast, produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by David Bogan, The One. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Militantly Mixed. If you'd like to become a sponsor of Militantly Mixed, please go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantlymixed for a one-time only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.